It's good to have you here tonight. I want to invite you to, to enter into worship with us. Um, you know, maybe you want to stand to your feet. Maybe you want to dance a little, you know. Maybe you want to just shake off the, that day off the back and I don't know where you've been. We're going to have a good time though anyway. So yeah, if you could sing as loud as you can, that'd be great. Makes my heart come alive Suddenly brought to life When I met you Reaching beyond the skies Running deep, stretching wide Perfect love realized When I'm here with you
Good evening. How are you this evening? You all right? Great. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that when we walked in the room tonight, Holy Spirit came with us. And it's our desire in this place tonight to honour you. And so we lift you up with our praise. We'll lift you up with our worship. We'll focus in on the things of God and things of the kingdom as we go throughout our night. And Lord, I ask that as we do our best to stay in tune with you, that you would pour your blessing out, you would pour your presence out on every person that's here in this place tonight. And I pray that the benefactors, Lord, would be our city, would be the people of our city, the people of our nation and the people of the nations of the world. So I declare your blessing over your church tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you say hello to three or four people before you grab a seat. Tell them they're looking great. They're sounding great. Well, it's great to have you here tonight. A very warm welcome. If you're visiting with us tonight, excuse my voice, I wore it out this morning. If you're visiting with us tonight, um, I encourage you at the end of the meeting to help yourself to a white bag down on the back table. There'll be someone there too to say hello to you. There's information about the church, who we are, where we're going, what we're up to. And you're most welcome to help yourselves to that. So thank you for being with us tonight. I pray God's blessing on you, that you have a great evening. Who's had a birthday or a anniversary in the last week? Any birthdays? None. Who's had a birthday? You have. Come on down here. You, you, oh, the chocolates. Someone's flogged the chocolates. Where are they gone? Oh, mate. Someone's flogged your chocolate. They're gone. Right, we're going to sort that out. Oh, no, here they come. Here they come. You can have a few. After you're putting you through that stress, you can have a few. Yeah. Take a couple more. Just do it. Great. Why don't we stand up, declare God's blessing in Jesus' name, eh? Here we go. Ready? Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, purpose and protection over them in this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy birthday. There's a couple of things I want to bring to your attention very quickly tonight. The first is School of the Spirit. It's on the 23rd, 24th of this month, which is two weeks away. If you've not signed up yet, you really need to. Everything that happens with God, everything that you're involved with, with God Himself, happens through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And um, the more confident you are and the better that you know the Holy Spirit as a person and you have a relationship with Him, the more confident you'll be when you're operating with His power and in His presence. And at the end of the day, that's what our faith is about. It's about walking in His power, understanding who He is, allowing Him to work in and through us. And um, this weekend is all about that. You'll learn some stuff, you'll be inspired, you'll be released, you'll be encouraged. And if I was you, which I'm not, I'm me, I will be there. Um, if I was you, I would be there too. Because this is, it's a great opportunity. And I hear all the time, I think hear from people all the time, things like, oh, we need some teaching on that. 
I say, have you done this? Have you, you seen people healed? Oh, we need some teaching on that. Have you led anyone to Christ lately? Oh, we, I need some teaching on that. Well, teaching's only half the deal. Get yourself in the right environments. And this is one of those environments. So if you're smart, you'll be there. The other thing is, the moment we are receiving faith promise or faith commitments. And um, I encourage you to get this in as well. This is the way we fund our global mandate. And uh, no one checks up on you with this or anything else. It's about being involved. And um, the idea is that you pray. You ask God to, to lay an amount on your heart that you can sow into the global mandate project. And that you do that. You fill in the form. You put it in the box. And then by faith throughout the year, as the money comes in, you can give it. And um, you know, for Jan and I, this is something that we really love. And um, this year we're stretching ourselves to a new level. We're quite excited about it. I'm very excited about what God is going to do. We've had 60 something, 60 cards roughly come in so far, um, totaling nearly $195,000. And uh, I'm expecting about 200 cards to come in. So please keep them coming. And we're going to see something fantastic happen. That's it for now. Great. That was easy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Piece of cake. Guys, would you like to keep leading us? Thanks. Okay. So we're going to enter into a time of worship. We'll continue with our worship. And I'd invite you guys to stand with us. And um, tonight we've put a little bit more songs into this bracket. And um, we as a team discussed this afternoon um, about peace and God's peace. And I just feel like sometimes even I come into a service or gathering on a Sunday and my week's been absolutely crazy or my day has been absolutely crazy. Let me tell you, my weekend has been absolutely crazy. And um, sometimes we can struggle to come to that place of peace. But let me tell you tonight, there's going to be a space of peace over this time. And I'm declaring that right now. Come on, Tara. And I love that that peace comes from God because there's no other peace that can even compare to God's peace. And so tonight, I just encourage you guys, we as a team, we encourage you guys to find that place of peace. If there's something that you're praying for, something that you're believing for, we're doing that with you tonight. And so Lord, we thank you so much that you're in this place right now. We thank you that your peace is upon us, Father. We thank you that you're the answer to every single prayer. Lord, we thank you that you're going to perform healings tonight, that you're going to break chains. Father, that there's going to be restoration, Lord, and we just invite you even more into this place. Father, thank you. Why do a tapu
I believe in you. You're a God of miracles. Yes, you are. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. Oh, yes, you are. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. Now let's sing it like we mean it.
I love that graphic on the screen. I was thinking as we're singing that song that the scripture says that heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. And as you sing the words, you know, what a beautiful name, what a wonderful name, what a powerful name is the name of Jesus. Heaven is his throne, earth is his footstool. It's an amazing picture. Take a moment to comprehend the God we serve. We've sung about the fact that He is a miracle-working God. We've also sung that things aren't always easy. But the God whose throne is the heavens and footstool is the earth is the same one who gives you and I peace. Pours out His peace on us. What's happening in your world, what's going on. But that's the God that pours peace on you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would pour out peace tonight on every person in this place. In Jesus' name. That troubles, that weight, that shame would yield to your peace. Take your seats.
Well, tonight we have three amazing speakers. And before we go any further, Michaela, I need to hear the sounds. What is the... It's triple seven tonight, so three speakers for seven minutes each. They get a six-minute warning bell, which sounds like... That one, yeah, that's much nicer for six minutes. What happens at seven minutes? Great. Which, if they don't leave the stage very soon after that, they get dragged out. Come on. It's going to be wonderful. So tonight we have Rebecca Rogers. How about giving her a big hand? We have Monique Van Blurk. How about giving her a big hand? And then Tim Brown will be closing out. Fantastic. Rebecca, it's all yours, and your time starts when I leave. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about purpose tonight. So purpose is something that I used to struggle with quite a bit when I was younger, because I'd see people out there who knew exactly where their life was supposed to head, and they knew exactly what they were born to do, and they lived their lives with purpose every day, whereas I had no clue. No clue what my purpose in life was whatsoever. And because of that, I kind of started living like I was lost. And so when you start feeling lost, you begin to look for purpose in all the wrong places. Uh, some people try to find their purposes in their friends, in relationships, or activities that have negative consequences. Uh, I tried to find my purpose in all the wrong things, so I tried to keep up with what my friends were doing, and I just found myself in the wrong situation, surrounded by the wrong people. And every time I tried to find purpose in something other than God, it never really ended well. And it took me way too long to realize that. Eventually, things started seeming less important to me, and all of it just kind of started to fade to the background. I didn't care so much that I wasn't going out every weekend like my friends were. I still prefer to sit at home on Saturday nights. <laughs> in bed by eight last night, woo! <laughs> So we may lose our way from time to time, um, but the paths we walk have many turns, and each of them leads back to where God has destined us to walk. Proverbs 19.21 says, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Uh, so once I stopped trying to find my own purpose in the wrong places, I began waiting for, I lost my place, for God to reveal his purposes in me, which is something that takes a lot of patience, which is something I didn't have a lot of several years ago. Because um, it's very hard to plan your life when you don't exactly know where you're supposed to be heading. And so leaving high school was hard because I actually had to figure out what I wanted to do when I left. And I had no clue what my purpose in life was. So that mixed with no passion for anything made it a really, really hard choice. And everyone around me kind of knew what they wanted to do. They had all the next few years of their lives all planned out ahead of them. Whereas I had nothing. I ended up choosing a degree and then spent a lot of time stressing over if that was the right choice for me, if I should be studying something else or just give up altogether. I've only got one semester left, so I'm back to thinking those same thoughts. What am I supposed to do when I leave? <laughs> Probably should get a job. <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to feel like I was dawdling and wasting my time when I could be doing something meaningful and something that I knew I had purpose for. Uh, it took me a long time to realize that these thoughts and feelings are very, very natural and that I'm not alone because it happens to everyone at some point in their lives at least. <laughs> For some people, it can take years before they finally realize their purpose in life or even come into that purpose. And yes, um, there are some lucky ones who know very early on what their purpose is. I mean, we have some incredible youth who are so gifted and so blessed by God. Like you can see exactly where they're supposed to be going. It's amazing. <laughs> 
But yeah, God places his purposes for us in our everyday lives, and it's not always obvious to us. It is towards the end, but when you're standing there, you don't see any of it. (laughs) Um, It's the little things that build us and strengthen us for all that God has in store for us later on, and together they help us form the path to where we have to take to get there. We could spend a lot of time worrying over what our big purpose in life is, but it's something you can't really rush. You have your own journey to make before you're ready for it to be revealed to you. Imagine just someone walks right up to you and says, hey, you're going to be a pastor. (laughs) Well, you'd be sitting there thinking, what, me? Nah, that's not me. (laughs) To be a pastor, your relationship with God has to be like, up here, I'm like, uh, I'm not a pastor. (laughs) But this is probably why God doesn't reveal things to us straight away. It's because we're not in a place where we're ready to understand or handle the knowledge the way that we should. There's a journey that we have to take first. Psalms 18.32 says, God arms me with strength and he makes my way perfect. He strengthens us and allows us to grow until he knows that we're ready to accept our purposes and fulfill them in the way that he desires for us. And when it gets hard and I feel lost, I do my best to give all those thoughts and feelings to God because it's all in his hands. He'll He'll reveal his purposes for me when he knows that I'm ready, but for now he's working in my life preparing me. And I don't always notice it, but he's doing it. This hair is probably part of it. I think I've got to master public speaking a bit. (laughs) You don't have to know your grand purposes in life to live with purpose every day. God is your real purpose, and he's the reason that you're here, and he's what you should be trying to live for every day. So I still don't know what my purpose in life is, but rather than stressing or looking for purposes in the wrong places, I do my best to live life without worry because he's got it all figured out for me. He's still preparing all of us for what he's got planned. So for everyone in the same boat, don't stress about not knowing because it's a journey and God will get you there. And I didn't even make the six minute buzzer, we're good. (laughs) Yeah, give her a big hand, come on. Fantastic. Well, Monique, it's your turn. Give her a big hand as she comes. Hey guys. All right, oh, I better talk fast. Um, I basically just like slammed everything down that I could think about purpose. And uh, I really hope you guys understand my thoughts and the way I'm going. Uh, it may seem purposeless in the beginning, but I'm pretty sure it'll tie in together. <laughs> um, so I'm a uni student, um, I'm at Waikato. Um, and sometimes uni students can seem like the epitome of purposelessness. Uh, <laughs> my mom tells me all the time, she says, you're wasting so much time in front of that computer. It's an accurate quote. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to give my perspective on this topic. Sometimes I feel like I'm more qualified to talk about being purposeless than purposed, but we will see. Um, so when I was in high school, I kind of sort of knew my purpose. Uh, I guess it's it's, it's more simpler when you're in high school, well, for me at least, because, um, you know, the, the thing is you learn, you make friends, uh, and for me it was, you know, supporting the people around me. I felt that was my purpose. I was to, you know, um, get along with the people around me, learn, um, and basically get through high school. Uh, and so the thing is, when I left high school, it was a bit of a different story because, um, uh, when you're in when you're in high school, you're you're surrounded by a crowd who almost have similar purposes. You know, they're all headed in the same direction. You're in the same environment as a lot of people who all kind of 
kind of know that you're going to hit that year 13 mark and you're all headed in that same direction. When you get to uni, it's a whole different matter. Everyone kind of splits off and you're in different places. And it's so much easier to be part of a crowd than it is to be outside of a one. Don't you agree? So um, then that's when I realized that um, the environment that I was in was completely different from the purpose that I used to have. And I came to the realization that sometimes you can have a purpose for a season. Sometimes you have um, a purpose for a season. Sometimes you have a lifelong purpose. Uh, it's all very individualized because we are individual people. We're all very unique, very different um, in the way that we look at life. Um, Moving on, uh, so sometimes, I, I think of purpose like a journey. Sometimes the journey looks nothing like the ending. Like if I'm looking at the people around me in my courses, um, a lot of people drop out, a lot of people drop out, it's the way of uni, um, because they, they, they look at the ending and they're like, oh, I wanna do that. But then they don't realize that there's a whole lot of hard work to begin with. So that's what you've got to do. For purpose, you've got to start with the end in mind. And then you also got to deal with the fact that sometimes it doesn't look, like sometimes the journey looks nothing like the ending. Sometimes where you are at right now does not look like where you want to be. Um, so you, every step that you take is a step towards or a step away from that their ending as well. So every step that you take, every day that you are living needs to be lived with purpose because either you're going towards it or you're going away from it or you're going off on a slight tangent and it's best to get back on the road. Um, so I also learned that sometimes the antonym, you know, the, the opposite of purpose is stagnancy. See, we were not created to be stagnant. We were not created to be complacent and in one place at all times. Uh, we were created for motion, for movement, action, growth. And so that's why if you've got a purpose, you're not supposed to be standing there in the one place looking at it and being like, oh, I want to do that, and then just do nothing. Um, so yeah, God didn't make us to be decorations. Um, it's purposeless is letting life happen to you, and purpose is making life happen. <laughs> now, that's all well and good if you know what your purpose is. <laughs> if you don't, like, I have been in that situation so many times where I'm just like, what am I going to do with my life? I have no idea. Not a clue. It's like Rebecca. Um, so, yeah, like I said, leaving school made me wonder, my and my theory is that purpose has a lot to do with identity. Bear with me on this as well. If you know who you are, then you kind of know what your purpose is. And if you know what your purpose is, you kind of know part of who you are. Um, and that's why leaving uni for me for a split second was like, wait, so who am I now? Like, without a purpose, what am I supposed to do? And I realized... There's another purpose just over the edge. Um, so I can't tell you what your purpose is. The, I mean, uh, here's a hint. It's something to do with God. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so the underlying, the underlying purpose for all of us, we all have the underlying purpose of glorifying God, you know, loving one another and being like Jesus. That's our underlying purpose. But... 
My theory is as well, and uh, it's not really a theory, it's actually proven by the Bible as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, see, if God created us individually um, with unique personalities, we're all very, very different from each other, um, then surely we are created with unique purposes. Uh, and what I think is that the nature of the purpose kind of reflects the nature of who you are as well. God's not going to give you a purpose that is completely different from who you are, what you are in here. Um, and if you don't know who you are, it's best to start with whose you are. You're God's. God created you. He loves you. Um, and he has that purpose in mind for you, even if you can't remember it. Um, and I'm just going to quickly, running out of time, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12, uh, the body with many parts. Some of you have read this. Uh, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body, so it is with the body of Christ. We are many parts of one body. We all have different purposes, even though as a body we are all directed in one goal, which is to glorify God and be like Jesus. If you can't know your purpose at this very moment, Take it from my experience. Just start with the basics. Glorify God and try and be like Jesus. Everything from there will fall into place. <laughs> Fantastic. Brilliant. I should have just got you to preach my message for me this morning. Same scriptures and everything. Come on. Tim. Come on, let's give Tim a big hand as he comes. My stopwatch won't work, never mind. My message is analog. <laughs> okay, so uh, I found out on Tuesday I was going to be doing this, and... That's cool, because I had this, this thought in my head, and I thought, oh, it's going to be awesome, because it's already got these thoughts um, processing in my head, and I thought, cool, I'll work on that, and I spent Tuesday sort of working it out, and then on Wednesday morning, me and my beautiful wife, who's hanging around somewhere, went and saw the movie The Shack. Who's seen The Shack? Yeah. Okay, so I was deeply, deeply challenged by The Shack. I, j <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Lost my train of thought. Anyway, <laughs> so I was deeply challenged by the shack, and so I threw away what I was going to do, and I changed my message. And the reason was is because I left the shack feeling anxious, uh, which is a different sensation or a different feeling to what I'd heard other people say. They said they felt like... Uh, more in love with God. They just wanted to draw closer to this amazing, loving, forgiving God of ours. But I felt anxious because, because I had this weird paradox that I wanted to be more in love with God. I wanted to do these amazing things for God. Uh, I want to be this amazing man of God. But after watching the shack, I felt empty. I felt um, apathetic. I felt sort of trapped in this meddling, meaning, meaningly. Me hang on. <laughs> Is that a word? Meaning meaninglesslessness? Yeah. This <laughs> Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> Meaningless <laughs> Okay, so yeah. And so uh especially in the light of God and especially in the light of things that have internal values like 
like sometimes the 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 focus that I put on uh, some of the stuff in my life is not worth it. And so I want to be an amazing dad. I want to be an amazing husband. You know, I want to be an amazing leader and have an amazing ministry. Uh, I want people to look at me and go, "Far, that man is awesome. He is such an awesome man of God. He is doing amazing things for God." It's about now I'm thinking I probably should have preached on humility. Uh, (laughs) But but, I mean, these aren't bad thoughts to have because we all want our life to have value, don't we? We all want to feel like we want to impact people. Uh, But that is a really bad starting place to go, yeah, I'm going to be great. Okay, I'm going to read you a scripture now from Matthew 22, verse 37 to 39. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So above all, God doesn't just want me to be amazing. God doesn't just want me to have an amazing marriage. He just doesn't want me to be an amazing father. He just doesn't want me to be an amazing leader. And he just doesn't want me to be like this amazing man of God. Above all, God wants to love me. And above all, God wants me to love him back. And and not just a little bit. God wants me to love him with all of my mind, with all of my soul, with all of my strength. So that is where our starting point needs to be. Not on not on being great. Okay, and maybe, maybe you're in a place this week where it's not just about being great. Maybe it's, you're in a place this week where it's just about making it to next week. Maybe it's just about paying the next bill. Start with God. That is what we need to be purposed in every day. So what does that look like? Ooh. So I've got a Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 to 34. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But first, seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. But first, seek his kingdom and his righteousness. So what I really want to leave with you tonight, I guess, is uh, where, you, uh, put, where are you putting your time? Where are you putting your priority? Uh, where are you putting your energy? Because uh, I believe with everything in me that there's only one thing that you can do that'll change every other aspect of your life, and that is seek God. That is be purposed in praying, purposed in seeking God, purposed in pressing into Him. And I know from experience that when I'm, that when I'm purposed in that, Every other aspect of my life looks better. It's like, uh, it's like my, my faith tank is fooled. I look on life a whole lot differently. The way I see God, the way I see myself, the way I see others, it's like I look through God's eyes with love, with hope, with faith. It's, um, it's, it is, I believe, the one thing you can do, the one thing we need to be purposed in that will change every other aspect of our life. But of course, the opposite is always true. Those times when, I, when I'm not purpose, when I'm not diligent, when I'm not 
disciplined about seeking God when I'm not, when I'm not really pressing into Him. I'm apathetic again. I'm empty. And, um, and I feel trapped in that meaninglessness stuff. Man, that's a hard word to say. <laughs> okay, so uh, I just wanted to give you a really stupid example, and hopefully it doesn't take more than a minute. And, and please get me, this is a really stupid example. I don't know why I thought of it, but when I was a dairy farmer, so I'd milk my cows in the morning, and uh, after I milk my cows, I'd come in and have my breakfast. So that's cool, have my breakfast. And my sort of my morning breakfast routine was about the same. Uh, quite often I was by myself, so I'd have my breakfast, then I'd have my God time, and then I play this game called World of Tanks on the computer. Has anyone else ever played World of Tanks? Yeah! Woo! Basically, it's driving a computer-generated pretend tank around and shooting other tanks. It's great. You'll love it. <laughs> so, so that would be my morning routine. But sometimes, you know, you're tired and you sort of lose focus and you just let things slip. I'd have my breakfast and then I'd say, well, I can play more games of World of Tanks if I don't have my God time. The weird thing is... I would, um, I would play so much better if I had my God times. Now, <laughs> I know this is weird. Now, I'm not saying that uh, God helps me drive a pretend tank and blow up other pretend tanks. But the, the, the point is really this, is that, that pressing into God, to seeking God and to praying, when I'm diligent in that, when I'm purposed in that, then it affects every other aspect of my life Sometimes things as ridiculous as driving a pretend tank. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to say, if I can leave you with one challenge tonight, so just two more seconds. No matter where you are in life tonight, whether you're struggling with finances, relationships, school, work, or anything else, don't focus on what you can't change. Don't focus on what you cannot do anything about, but press into the one who can turn up in your life and can change every other aspect of your life. There's a sign on the roof that says, pray, don't give up. That's how I knew I had changed my message to the right one tonight. Sweet. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, give, them, give them a big hand. Come on. <clears throat> Rebecca, Monique, Tim, thank you. Fantastic. I find one of the things people get confused is their purpose and what they're doing. If you can answer that question... Early on, you'll save yourself a lot of grief. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.10 that we um, are His masterpiece and that He has things for us to do. Now, our purpose is, has been touched on tonight. Our purpose is to uh, love and be loved by God. That's why He created us. He created us for relationship. Fundamentally, that is our purpose, is about relationship with God. What we then get to do is different to purpose. If my purpose is about what I do and what I do changes, then I lose my purpose until I can reestablish it again. But if my purpose is loving the one who created me and building relationship with Him, that will never change. What I do can change. It says it's got many things for me to do. In other words, seasons of what I do will come and will go. They will look different from time to time. And my purpose cannot be locked into my doing. You get it? I'm saving you a lot of years right here. If you can split the two apart and understand that your purpose is all about 
relationship with Jesus. And then your doing is about doing what you're doing. Things that He's got for you to do. You can embrace what you're doing with all your heart, but when it finishes, the season comes to an end. It has not changed my purpose. It has not changed who I am. Because it's what I was doing. It was never who I was. Who I am is about my purpose. And my purpose is that I'm a son of God. My purpose is I'm his favorite. So are you, by the way. My purpose is relationship with him. That's my purpose. And you guys all touched on that in your own ways. You did a fantastic job. Give him another big, big hand. Tonight, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, that is the starting place for purpose. It's the ending place for purpose too, by the way. Just that that relationship goes deeper and deeper and wider and deeper. But it is the starting place. Jesus went to a cross. He died on a cross. He was risen from dead, from the dead. In doing that, what he did was re-establish relationship between people and God. And that relationship is available to any and every person, no matter who you are, where you're from, what you're doing, what you've done. Nothing, nothing can put you outside of that relationship being available to you. All you've got to do is say, I want that relationship. All you've got to do is say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died, that you rose from the dead, and that you're now. You've forgiven my sin and that you'll now be my Lord and Saviour. That's it. And then you start to walk with him. This journey, which has been called a Christian. It's been a disciple of Christ, a follower of Christ. That is available to every person. Can I ask you to bow your heads just for a moment? Because if you're here tonight and you're not yet in relationship with Jesus Christ, you can't confidently say that you're walking with Him, that He is your Lord, He is your Saviour. Or perhaps you have, and for whatever reason you've stepped back from Him, tonight is the perfect opportunity to step up again. Tonight is a perfect moment to say, Jesus, I choose you. I want to start this journey tonight. I want to start walking with you tonight. And because He's forgiven all our sins, He's made us right with Him. Sins just means where we missed the mark. Because He's made us right with Him, it means that we can connect with Him, we can have relationship with Him without any sense of shame or guilt because He takes it all away. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand if you're saying tonight, Jesus, I choose you. could be for the very first time or perhaps tonight for whatever reason you've stepped back from relationship with God and tonight you're thinking, you know, I really need to step up again. just a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand and you're not lifting it to me, you're actually lifting it to Jesus. You're saying, Jesus, I want to walk with you. But in this moment, and it is a sacred moment, I want to be able to say well done to you. Tonight, if you're not walking with Jesus, or you know you need to step back up, could you lift your hand now? Just quickly. Thank you. I see your hands. That's fantastic. Thanks, man. See your hand. 
make sure you catch my eye. Thank you. See your hand, man. That's great. I've seen four people so far lift their hands. A couple more seconds. That's wonderful. The Bible tells us that when one person gets right with God, the angels celebrate. Four people, heaven's breaking out in a big party right now. How about give them a massive hand? Fantastic. Someone will come and connect with you at the end. We'll do anything we can to help you in the journey that you're on with Jesus. Would you like to jump to your feet? We're going to pray, then we'll sing a song to finish. Father, I thank you that you did everything possible to fulfill our ultimate purpose. You made it possible for us to connect with you. And Lord, I pray tonight that every person who's heard the words of these three fine speakers would have their hearts stirred toward you. Father, I pray that every person would find their their purpose fulfilled in you. Oh, Lord, we would celebrate and we would relish the things you've asked us to do, but our purpose would be firmly established in you, in relationship with you and who you say we are. And so I declare your blessing over every person in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask that the seeds that have been planted well tonight would flourish as time goes on. And that the result would be, you'd be made famous. The result would be that wherever we are and whenever we're there, we would be like Jesus. And Lord, that would make you look good. So I declare your blessing over your church in Jesus' name. Amen. Just before we sing, how about giving our speakers one more hand? Well done, guys.
Thank you.